Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Allah is closer to you than your jugular vein. The fish in the water is constantly asking, what is water? And the only time it begins to recognize what water is, is when it's pulled out of water. God surrounds us. God is within us. God is closer to us than we can imagine. But somehow, and for some reason, people feel separated from him. People don't understand that closeness and are constantly asking, where is he? Who is he? Does he or she really exist? Is there a God? So the question comes up constantly. Being in this state of not understanding, how do we become close to God? How do we get to know our Creator? What does it take for us to make that breakthrough towards Him? And how is it that we can strengthen our faith and become true believers. The biggest problem that exists in this world towards our understanding of God and towards our understanding of His qualities is doubt. Doubt interferes with our, with our ability to set up a determined certitude. Doubt makes us wishy-washy. Doubt hinders our intention. Doubt breaks down our resolve. Doubt takes us to a place where instead of being centered we become uncentered. We become without a real understanding of things. So we go back to the lowest common denominator, which is believing in the world. And then we're stuck with holding on to the illusory nature of things, giving them reality, and repeating over and over and over the same mistakes we always make, the same thought patterns we always have, and constantly looking to resolve situations that can't be resolved. So, we have to go away from this track of existence 
and enter into a track of belief. And how do we enter into that track? What is it that has to be done? Well, for starters, if you have a good friend, you spend time with him. If you have a good friend, you spend time with her. If there's someone you love, you spend time with them. You express their love. You receive their love. And you give them love. It's a mutual relationship. Well, Allah is constantly available to give you His love. He's waiting for you to for you to give him your love. He is in a constant state of love while our state fluctuates. What is it that we can do in order to stop the fluctuation of our state? What is it that we can do to stop doubt? What is it that we can do to become sincere. The answer isn't complicated. The answer is prayer. We have to set up a line of communication with Allah and that line of communication is called prayer. And one of the things that happens when true prayer occurs is that thought of the self dissipates, disappears, and thought of our creator overwhelms us, or the thought of another overwhelms us. For instance, one of the ways that prayer is done is to act with the qualities of Allah. To be compassionate is to pray. But to be compassionate means that your empathy is now going out towards someone else and you are helping someone else, which means you've given up thought of the self. And in the process of being compassionate, of being empathetic, you've lost thought of the self. And when you lose thought <clears throat> of the self, all of the things that come along with the self also disappear. So when you're not thinking <clears throat> about yourself, you're not thinking about doubt. You lose doubt because you're involved in compassion. When you're kind, when you're loving, you lose thought of self, you lose thought of doubt, and you become closer to your Lord. In prayer, when prayer is real, when prayer is focused, when prayer is determined, and when prayer is directed towards our Creator, with the intention to praise our Creator and lose ourself, we become closer 
to him. So the question becomes, how often do we pray? And when we pray, do we actually pray or do we just perform ritual? Is prayer prayer if you're repeating words from your mouth but your mind is thinking about the movie you saw yesterday or the restaurant you're going to go out to tonight? Are you capable of direct, concentrated prayer towards God without interference from all of the worldly thoughts that you've gathered through the day, through the week, through the month, through the years? Can we release ourselves of all of our attachments so that we're free to engage in conversation with our Lord. And that conversation can be ritualized. It can be repetitive. It can be formal. It can be repetition of the names of God. And it can be straight conversation that comes from your heart. But in the mode of prayer, there has to be surrender. And what is surrender? It's a complex understanding. If you are surrendered, it means that you've lost your attachment to the illusory world and you are concentrated on Allah. If you've surrendered, it means you've lost your attachment to the love that you have for yourself and your love has been transferred to Allah. If you're surrendered, it means that you have given up your lower self, and all of the desires that the lower self has, and you've turned towards the glory of the truth of the Creator. If you've surrendered, you've given up anger. If you've surrendered, you've given up jealousy. If you've surrendered, you've given up thoughts of others. If you've surrendered, you've given up your thoughts of the world and you've been able to direct all of your being towards the truth. If you surrendered, you've given up the egocentric way of the mind and you no longer function from the mind. You function from the heart. You function from love, not through self-motive. If you've surrendered, self-motive has disappeared. So, if self-motive has disappeared, it means you're beginning to disappear. So, 
if you've surrendered, you begin to disappear. The act of surrender is the act of true prayer. And in the repetition of La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah, it represents the true mode of surrender. I do not exist. Only Allah exists. And when this space occurs, you change the dynamic of your existence. Your existence is no longer to gather for yourself like everything in the animal kingdom. Your mode is to be at one with that which has everything. So there is no need for anything. So that you are without wants, without needs. So you, when you surrender, you give up your anxiety. When you surrender, you give up your need to have, your need to control, your need to stand out. Because when you surrender, somehow you're placed in the middle of the universe at that exact spot where everything revolves around the truth. But it only happens when you can let go of everything. And until everything is let go of, you are attached. And instead of revolving around Allah, you revolve around illusion. You revolve around the things that you hold on to. You revolve around the things that you're attached to. Because what does attachment mean? It's like Velcro. Where the Velcro goes, you go. So where the things you're attached to go, you go. So you're pulled instead of being in a place where you can't be pulled. You're no longer magnetized to illusion. The magnetism that is illusion can't grab you. You're like wood instead of steel. And you can't be pulled and pushed by the illusory world because you've surrendered. You can find a small spot anywhere and be in the middle of everything. You don't have to travel. It's right there. And where is it? It's in your heart. And what do you have to do to get there? Sit still. And what do you have to do besides sit still? Let go of your mind. Let go of all the things that hold you in the torpor of your existence. Let go of that torpor that keeps telling you that everything that you see and hear is real. And open up new eyes that see only mercy and compassion. Taste only mercy and compassion. Hear only mercy and compassion. Hear only, hak the truth. 
and be able to keep yourself away from everything that is not real. People need reinforcement in this world when they haven't touched Hawk. They need to feel powerful. They need to feel strong. And what do they do? They become bullies. They become people who've lost their way. They no longer project mercy and compassion. They project arrogance and strength. But the kind of strength that overcomes things as opposed to the kind of strength that lifts things. God has everything. And if you join with him, you have everything. But you have everything inside of his qualities. And his qualities are constantly giving. And then you learn that true strength is in giving. And that true surrender is in giving. And it's when you give that you receive. It's when you give that you are lifted up. It's when you give, you become compliant with the nature of our Lord, who is constantly giving. He is the sustainer, and he sustains every instant, every second. He never stops sustaining this world. He protects it and sustains it. And if he stopped sustaining it for an instant, everything would disappear. But he doesn't stop sustaining it. Because he has promised mercy onto us. And if we give up the doubt that that mercy is always available to us, then that mercy will always be available to us. So we have to surrender doubt. We have to surrender. Every question that we have about the truth of God has to be surrendered in our being. It has to drift away from us. We have to become strong in our faith, strong in our determination, strong in our certitude, sure of God's existence and sure of his love towards us. And when we accept that and we enter into a dialogue with him through the repetition of zikr, through the repetition of prayer, through the repetition of conversation directly with him, we become his and he becomes ours. We become the chosen people. Who are the chosen people? Is it any specific race, group, religion? The chosen people are the ones who choose Allah. And Allah chooses them back. So we have to, in our own lifetime, choose Allah. But really choose Allah. Not make believe we choose Allah. And how do we really choose Allah? By giving up, by surrendering everything that separates us from Allah. So, desire is at the core of our separations. Because everything that we desire, other than Allah, creates a veil between ourselves and our Creator. So we have to give up 
all our desires. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have things. It just means you can't be attached to them. We are bodies. We do have physical illusory forms made up of the elements. We have to take care of this elemental form. And to do that, we have to do certain things. We have to eat. We have to find shelter. We have families. We have to take care of all these things. But we have to be able to do it without attachment. We have to understand that the true driver is God, not ourselves. And when we begin to think that we are the one doing the doing, that's when we begin to lose our way. And that is the great veil that separates us from him. When we believe we are the doers, and he is not the doer. As a matter of fact, we don't even think he is not the doer. We don't think about him at all once we are concentrated on our doing things. So, we have to be able, in our understanding of things, to separate effort from accomplishment, to separate effort from doing. We are obligated by our Lord to put forth effort. But we should know that what gives us the ability to put forth effort is our Lord. What gives us the ability To strive is our Lord. What gives us the ability to succeed at things is our Lord. And when anything happens, we have to praise Him and thank Him. Because He is the doer. And His implementation is through our hands. But He is the doer. And we have to understand That he does all things. Now, it's difficult to believe that with the billions of people on the earth, he is implementing his nature through all of them. He's doing all of them at once. He's caring for all of them simultaneously. He's intermingled with all of them at once. Well, these are some of the lessons that we have to learn about the grand majesty of our Lord, who is so majestic and so great that what he does is beyond our comprehension. And what he's capable of doing is beyond our comprehension. So we have to fall in praise of him. You, O God, who does all that you do, you are beyond our comprehension. And we ask you to allow us to let go of our desire and let go of our needs and allow us to understand that you will take care of us and what you do for us is sufficient. And whatever happens is sufficient because you are all-knowing and you know what is best for us. It's very difficult for the human mind
to comprehend this grand nature of God. And that's why we don't need to think about it. We need to surrender. Thinking causes confusion, and thinking leads to doubt. Love leads to faith, and love leads to being in a place of peace that allows us to surrender and give up our will to our Lord without anxiety, without feeling that we somehow have to come back in control, that if we lose control, we are lost. In reality, when we lose control, we are found. And this is one of the great conundrums in existence. What appears to be is not what is. Control does not make you free. Giving up control makes you free. Imagine a top and you try to continually keep it spinning. Well, what happens? You spend your entire time watching the top, picking it up and spinning it again. And to control the spinning of that top can take your entire existence because it is the nature of the top to stop spinning. Well, it's the nature of everything in this illusory world to stop doing what you want it to do. And as long as you insist on control, you are fighting a battle that can't be won. And that is why people who need to control things become abusive. They see the control waning away. They see that it can't stay in charge. So what happens? They become frustrated. And what happens when there's frustration? Abuse comes from that frustration. But if you give up the control and you let things go in their way and you say it is the will of Allah and I am no longer in charge of controlling these things. Your life becomes free. You become free by surrendering, yet you think you become free by being in control. Nobody can tell me what to do because I'm in control. I'm free. Well, your imagined freedom is subject to all of the hypnotisms and magnetisms of the elemental world, of the illusory world. We're not free. And when we learn that only when we detach from the elemental world and the elemental delusions that we'll find freedom, that's when we can truly be free. We become free when we give up our need to control. We become free when we give up our attachment to all of the illusions in the world. We become free when we're free 
of desire, not when we fulfill desires. It's the opposite. We think freedom comes in fulfilling desires. Well, the problem is that desires are never fulfilled. Desires are like trains at a train station. When one leaves, another comes. When one leaves, another comes. When one leaves, another comes. Ad infinitum. It doesn't stop. So, the only way to be relieved of it is to stop wanting it. To stop thinking you need it. So, we have to become less and less and less needy. And we have to be happy in that state. And we have to realize that that's the state we want. We should know that in the state of no desire is where Allah lives. Allah doesn't have desires. Allah has everything. When we have no desires, we become closer to Allah. Look at the Asma Husna and look at the names of God and understand the names of God. If you want to become real in this world, take those names and implant them in your heart. Become the manifestation of those names. Become the manifestation of the meaning of those holy names. And as that happens, as you switch from the illusory world to reality, you become real. And as that happens, you disappear from this world. You disappear in the way that it no longer affects you. You walk through it, but you don't carry it. You walk through it, but you're not attached to it. You do your duty, but you're not attached to it. You are not dependent on the outcome of things for your own self-peace. You're not dependent on the outcome of things for the state of your being. The state of your being is always in peace because it is with God. And there is a distinct separation within you between the world and God. And you begin to know the difference. You begin to know that you can walk through this world and the slings and arrows of what's thrown at you pass through you because they no longer have effect on you. You no longer look at man as your judge. You look at God as your judge. Any of you who have been involved in the world uh, uh, for any amount of time, doing almost anything, know that you can't please the world. You will always have enemies. You will always have people who reject what you do, no matter what it is. Because people aren't capable of seeing the truth, and people are always reacting to you with their own self-motives. 
So if you become great, they need to be greater. And how do they become greater? By denigrating you. But God needs you to be like him. Wants you to be like him. And as long as you become like him, will continue to elevate you towards him. The idea of Sufism and the idea of surrender is conveyed in a very simple little story. A man knocked on the door of his friend. And his friend said, who is there? And he answered, I am here. And the friend said, I don't have time. The friend walked away discouraged because he truly loved his friend and he didn't understand why he was rejected. He wandered and wandered and wandered and then it came to him. And he came back to the door of his friend and knocked again. And the friend said, who's there? And he said, you are here. And the friend said, you can come in. There's no room for two eyes here. And that is the core of understanding the truth. La ilaha illallah. I do not exist. Only God exists. I disappears and is replaced by the greater I which is God. Understanding that and beginning to spend time in contemplation of that and in contemplating our Lord is the way that we become close to our Lord. So we have to spend time every day in communion with our Creator. We are meant to pray We are meant to become saints, the ones who pray on behalf of ourselves and the entire world on a constant basis. Bawa has told us, La ilaha illallah should be repeated with every breath. We have to surrender to La ilaha illallah. It has to become the priority in our existence. It has to become the most important thing that we do. It has to become as important to us as our breath. When we understand that, we will understand the truth, we will understand surrender, and we will move closer to our Lord. May it be so for each of us. Amen.